Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Each week, we bring you a woman who uses her talents to help other women to succeed at work and in their lives. You know, I've enjoyed hearing these stories for more than 10 years. I've chose 19 of them to contribute to one of my books, Leading Women, which is still available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and area bookstores. Now I'm excited to announce my new book, In This Together, How Successful Women Support Each Other in Work and Life, which just came out January 8, 2019. I'm so excited about this new book that I chose some of the amazing women who inspired it to talk about In This Together and their own work on behalf of women. Now, this week, I'm pleased to introduce Tiffany Shalane. Tiffany is an Emmy-nominated filmmaker, author, and founder of the Webby Awards and co-founder of two global initiatives, Character Day and 5050 Day, in which I participated in the very first year. Tiffany's film, 5050, Rethinking the Past, Present, and Future of Women Plus Power, showed the true history of women's leadership and power was a huge influence on my new book. Her focus on abundance made me focus on not only abundance and and how many women actually do lead in the world and why we are so, so in need of gender equality. But that is just one example of her outstanding work. Tiffany's films and work have received over 80 awards and distinctions so far. She was honored by Newsweek as one of the women shaping the 21st century. And also the Albert Einstein Foundation selected her as one of the 100 visionaries continuing Einstein's legacy, including her in their upcoming book, Genius, 100 Visions of the Future. Tiffany also serves on the leadership board of the Center on Media and Child Health at Harvard's Boston Children's Hospital and just finished a new book about technology and society called 24-6 Life. That will be published in September by Simon and Schuster. So I'm so excited that she's with us and they have so many exciting things to talk about. Tiffany, thank you so much for being with me. Well, Tiffany, thank you for being with me. My first introduction to you was the 50-50 piece that was held all over the United States. And it was remarkable because I had just done a program. Uh, I became the chair of FLIP, Female Leaders and Philanthropies, the United Way of America. And I had a Know Your Mama's Day, which was, you know, <laughs> we, know our, we know our papas, but we don't know our mamas. So mm-hmm. when your, your film came out, 50-50, Rethinking the Past, Present, the Future of Women Plus Power, I went, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, it is just what we don't know about ourselves sometimes really is scary. You know what I mean? Oh, gosh. I mean, that was the most surprising thing when I made that film, just how few people knew how many women um, heads of countries there were. And just it blew me away, including myself. Yeah. Yeah. And what we don't know, we don't have context. We don't understand the strength of our history and can't draw from the momentum of that. Yeah. In the book, In This Together, we talk about abundance. We talk about Mm -hmm. where we come from and the women's shoulders that we're standing upon. Simon and Schuster really wanted to talk about a lot of problems, but we really pushed and said, we want to talk about what we've we've accomplished and what we're building upon. 
They, they wanted us to talk about problems, and we wanted to talk about the abundance versus the abundance. scarcity. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's a complete reframing. I especially think in the women's movement, it's like coming from a place of abundance and strength and the momentum yeah. of history yeah. um, versus coming from scarcity and just like clawing your way back up. And it's such a stronger position to really know our history and even back to the goddesses and to yeah. all the women yeah. leaders all throughout time and, and feel the wind on their back as we continue to get to a more balanced world. And um, it does feel like we're on this verge. I feel like there's a an understanding that's happening that, you know, we need more women in all levers of power and we're going to, we'll be able to rebalance things and refocus things. I'm excited because women connect for good, which is my foundation is partnering with take the lead, which is the primary mission of take the lead is to have equal gender parity for women's leadership in our country by 2025. Love for you to get involved with that because until we have voices in those, in those arenas, and, of course, the biggest glass ceiling that we have to conquer is now we need a president of the United States. Yeah. I am so hoping. Do you know of anybody that's coming out in the next election? Uh, I'm excited about Kamala Harris. Um, she I'm, was, yes. I, I'm very, I would love to see a woman of color as our president. <laughs> I think that would be very exciting, and she's amazing. She's an amazing attorney general and district attorney in San Francisco and someone that I know as a friend. And, yeah, um, yeah I, I'm excited about her. And she just announced her run yesterday. Um, wow. But I think we're going to see a lot more people running, and let's hope this is our time. We, we have to get behind, uh, behind someone. This is our ultimate glass ceiling. We can't skate on it anymore. We've got to break it, and we've got to break it now. I think, I think what you're doing and what we're doing as far as in this together is it's the, the timing is perfect. But let me, let me start. Let's back up because I, I want people to know about you and where you've come from because you have some amazing background that really, you know, everybody looks at other women. I mean, women look at other women, especially successful women, and they go, oh, it's always been so easy for her. She, has, she was born with a silver spoon in her mouth, whatever. But when I talk to really successful women who, women who really are, are using their voice to make great changes in this world for the better, there's always a story when we talk about your personal story, uh, how did you get to be who you are today? Well, <laughs> little question. Um, I grew up in, in Northern California in the 70s, and I was part of that whole era where uh, basically, you know, in a period of one year, everyone in my whole neighborhood got divorced except for one family. And at the time, it was the only way that women felt like they could break out of this mold that we know, you know, about not just having family, but contributing to the world in other ways. So, um, you know, my parents had a very tumultuous divorce, which I still to to this day think that was the most traumatic thing I've gone through because this was way before conscious uncoupling and it was definitely hard. And one of the one traditions that remained was that I would go to the movies every Sunday night with whatever version of, what my family became during that period um, and see a movie on Sunday and then go out for dinner and use that film as a way to discuss the bigger issues of our lives. And although I was supposed to become a doctor um, when I went to UC Berkeley and um, studied filmmaking, I thought I want to use film to bring people together around the big questions and the big issues. So um, I was always interested in technology. I founded the Webby Awards in my 20s. 
and then sold the Webby Awards after a decade so I could make films combined with the power of the web to make social change. And actually, my first film that I got into Sundance was for Planned Parenthood. And it, I wasn't just interested in making a film, but discussion materials to really have a robust dialogue and actionable items. And that has been a model for all that I've done. So and I also do a global event called Character Day, which had over 200,000 groups participate last September. And of course, 50-50 Day about gender equity. So I'm really interested in using film combined with technology to bring p- people together about the important questions shaping our lives. But I certainly didn't come from some, like, I had a circuitous path. I had a, you know, I worked very hard, paid my dues, and always took big risks and failed. You know, my first my first big film right out of college, um, I ran out of money. I got very depressed. I felt like I had just let everyone down. And the way I crawled out of debt for that was working in technology. And then that led to the Webby Awards. And I still think of that that period of being quite depressed and sleeping on a friend's couch and really, you know, wrestling with how I was going to do what I wanted to do in the world and did I fail and how do I do it differently next time as one of the the most significant periods of my life. And um, yeah, so now I I run a film studio in San Francisco and I, I, we conduct these global days and I make films and I just finished a book and I feel so grateful that I get to do what I love, but I worked very hard to get here. And I work with a lot of amazing creative people as collaborators, because we all know everything is done with many people that help you yeah. make it happen. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't know get, if that answers. We, we don't get anywhere alone. A lot of people don't understand that, that is no for sure. By herself, yeah. By herself. Of course, I went back and watched the movie again, because I loved it so much. And, and, uh, but I watched some of the other movies uh, yesterday, some of the short films and, I mean, we we have so much in common when we talk about conversations. You know, you're right now you're on you're on conversations with smart, amazing women, by the way, and and you're mm-hmm. one of those women. But but again, I think that the message that we as a community are growing and trying to get out more and more to women is that use your voice, but understand the power too. Understand how amazing you actually are, and and that's where women really truly start to shine is when they start to really see that power within themselves that allow them to take the risk. And and you talk about taking risk. You talk about, you know, we don't get anywhere until we kind of jump off that bridge sometimes. And so, but it is, you know, women have to get used to, don't don't we have to get used to being uncomfortable, being comfortable, being uncomfortable? (laughs) Yes. I I once heard someone say, being uncomfortable is where the growth happens. Yeah. And that is for sure. (laughs) But you had a mother, and I watched uh, you talk and your mother talk in the film, but but you also had a mother mother that you talked about something very important. And uh, I just did a radio show yesterday, and we were talking about mentors. And I talk about that a lot, that, as we said, nobody gets anywhere alone. But I see the people along my own journey, those faces of men and women who – supported me, and the faces of men and women who did not. So in your life, mentors, of course, have probably been extremely important, including your mother. But talk a little bit about who really lifted you up, especially during those times when you were depressed and you thought, you know what, I don't know if I could sleep on this sofa of my friends much longer. Um, well, my parents were really, you know, my mother um was a wonderful and is a wonderful mother and my mentor and my father who's passed away, but he was a total feminist and 
wrote books about the goddess and and rebalancing of society needed, and he yeah. was wonderful. And then I've had some really, I've had both female and male mentors throughout my career that have really believed in me. And I, you know, even back to my film professor, E.C. Berkeley, and I, I remember all my mentors. I stay in touch with them too. I, I'm a big believer of always circling back and rethanking them for where you are. All my film credits usually list a very long series of thank yous. Um, and and I and I also mentor people now, and I think everyone everyone knows something that someone else doesn't. Everyone can mentor someone, no matter what age you are. My daughter yeah. at her elementary school, fifth graders mentor kindergartners. You know, everyone can mentor someone. Um, yeah. And I I actually think it's been important that I've had female and male mentors because you know my sure. the male mentors have always told me to ask for way more money than the women mentors do because I think yeah. women yeah. and money is a whole other topic. But um, you, you know, as a that. businesswoman. Sure. When I was founding and running the Webby Awards, I was at an all-male-led publishing company, and I was the head of a business unit, one of just a handful of women. Mostly it was men. But I I had a wonderful mentor who was the CEO, and just preparing for those board meetings, which were, they'd all gone to Harvard Business School, and they were like trial by fire. And I would present, and I learned so much from those board meetings. So I've had wonderful female and male mentors. And actually, it's interesting now because a lot of my funders are women, a lot of very powerful, amazing women. So, yeah, it's an amazing thing to to have the support. I feel so grateful for that. And, again, going back to the book, we added a whole chapter on male allies and male advocates. And they really – it's kind of interesting. We're almost saying we don't really know if we want that in there. But you're, you're right. It, it's going to take us all to get there. And, and there are wonderful, supportive men. Sometimes they don't know exactly what to do. And that's when, it, when we as women have to ask for their support and ask them for the, the expertise that we need from them. So women, we can be our own worst enemies. But again, when we do support each other and we bring in sponsors and allies, both male and females, anything is possible. You know, for 50-50 day, we really, you know, we specifically didn't call it Women's 50-50 Day. I mean, there's Women's, yeah. you know, National Women's Day, which is really important. But we call it 50 Day because, and we encourage most events that happen, and there was over 11,000 events last year, that they be half men and half women. Because women, I mean, listen, I love a room of powerful women or women talking to each other. It's always inspiring. But truly, we need to have the men in the room. We need to create a space where they feel like they can be part of the conversation because there's an interesting thing happening where, um, you know, this reckoning that's happened, which has been super important. And, and now we need to figure out a way because it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for men. Now, how do they get their way back into the conversation? I know a lot of men who don't want to mentor women anymore because they're worried on how it looks. And I hate that. I hate thinking about, and I get it. I get it. Like when I was a young woman and I had this older CEO man who would, give me advice over lunch and like the optics of that, you know, what, what would it look like? And yeah. there's so, at this point we've created this, we, the pendulum has swung, but we need to come back together to create spaces, to have the difficult conversations, to move things forward and obviously get laws. I'm all for quotas. I know that's not that PC, but when California where I live finally made it where you have to have a woman on a public corporate board. And in Germany, they did that 30%, you know, several years ago, and it finally moved the needle because it wasn't moving before. So 
you know, you get you get more women in office, you're going to see more laws that are going to support more women in leadership positions. And of course, more women in office, more focus is on child care, health care, and education, which are also critical to our future. Well, you know, we I'm I'm also in California. I'm actually in Montecito, but Santa Barbara has a, an amazing uh, film festival every year. Hopefully, you'll get to come to that, or maybe you've already been, of course. But one of the one of the great venues that I went to it was, wasn't last year; it was the year before. They were all female directors, and they were talking about that we we definitely need more women directors because what we see, what we hear, and what we read is extremely powerful. I don't know about you, but when I, you know, go to the grocery store and, and look at the, the magazine stands, you, you think about how is that impacting a boy? How is that impacting a girl or a man or a woman? Just standing there and just reading very quickly some headlines or some, you know, some large print on this written material or, or watching a commercial. But what we, what we hear, what we see is so powerful. What we read is so powerful that... We have to do something about that, and that, that's why I think Me Too and Time's Up was so important is because at least we bring the problem to the surface. Now what do we do about it? And, right. you know, what, where, we, where we are with Take the Lead is developing leadership programs that really teach women about how to lead as women, how to lead with the feminine. Because, you know, we as women have some amazing abilities. We're communicators. I, I love the term interdependence. You use that term, and it's absolutely the most important term, diversity and interdependence, that once we understand that terminology or how that actually works, it's so much more fun. Isn't it a lot more fun? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I made a feature documentary um, called Connected. That was at Sundance, like, nine in 2011 and you know even the term intersectionality to me is inter it's a new way of saying interdependence everything is interconnected and we need to understand how all the parts are interdependent in order to kind of move things forward so i i think that that whole framework of the way you look at the world whether it's systems thinking or interdependence or intersectional thinking um it's all so important as our world has become that much more connected. And, you know, this book that I just finished writing, which is going to come out this fall from the same publisher, C.S. Simon Schuster. Um, okay, what, what's, I really, the name? What, what's the name of it? <laughs> the book the is going to be called The 24-6 Life. And it is based on, as much as I obviously was an early proponent of the web and technology, founding the Webby Awards, um, in the last nine years, my family and I unplug one day a week for between your technology Shabbats and we turn off all screens from Friday to Saturday night. And it's been this incredible practice that just gets more profound as society becomes more crazy with the screens. And as, as much as there's so much potential with now that over half the planet is connected, we've lost perspective on so much because we're on the screens all the time and it's not healthy for anyone, for relationships, for our government, for our mental health to be on 24/7, which most people are now, and I feel like we're lo- we're losing that day of reflection and that that space to have the bigger picture thinking that we all need. So um, the book really talks about the history and neuroscience and philosophy and ideas for the future on what we need to, to how we need to shape our interconnected future. We need to have enough space away from it to understand how we want to shape it and what we want to do. And we're in such a reactive society right now that we don't have room for that. So I definitely go into gender. You know, most of these tools were created by men. I don't think any mother would create a tool that 
takes away eye contact when that's the number one tool any mother used to check in on their child. Um, I think most of the tools were created by men and most of the initiatives to rebalance things are created by women. And, you know, I know everyone's on a spectrum and, but I do think, uh, you know, there needs to be more women in tech. There needs to be more women creating the tools, investing in the tools, all of these things, because just like every other aspect of our society, it is so imbalanced and we're seeing the results of that. Yeah, we need to feed our brains again. We need to uh, get off the get off the screens. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I've actually, uh, you know, because working twenty four seven, if you if you've got your media, I mean, if you're connected, I've actually now my phone goes in another room when I'm sleeping. My phone is in another room. I don't hear it bang, you know, tinging and tanging and making all that noise. But it, it really is the only way I can truly let it go. Yeah. I've got to yeah. get away from it. Well, I'm excited for you to try to do it one day every week because that will be life-changing. It's like you have such clarity on everything when you completely protect yourself for 24 hours yeah. to just do deep thinking and to not be available to the whole world. But it's it's amazing, though, if you do that, somebody will say, well, are you okay? You didn't get back with me in the next third, in the last 30 Yeah, that's What's a lot wrong? about retraining. <laughs> that's a lot about retraining people because our whole society yeah. is so off kilter that it's 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 a societal reframing we need to do it, it, no one should be available 24 7 i'm all for it i'm gonna i'm gonna unhook i'm gonna unhook now typically <laughs> over, over the weekend i don't i don't really connect you're absolutely correct we need to unhook we don't need to be hooked up all the time well yeah. you know you you're doing so much and you're and you know you're an activist but the films and what you're doing in this book that's coming out you know, what would you like people to know about you? What are some of your final words of wisdom, at least for the moment? What would they be? To bring reflection back into their lives so that we have yeah. the necessary strength and perspective to make real powerful change in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I have a, a quarterly newsletter called Breakfast at Tiffany's, as I mentioned, that people can sign up for at letitripple.org, which is my film studio's website. And in there, I do. You know, I talk about other people's books, like yours will be in my next one, and films and podcasts and events and things that I think they should check out, as well as just updates on our own projects here at the film studio. Super. Well, I look forward to the day that I can actually meet you because, again... Oh, yeah. Where are you based? I'm I'm in Montecito. Okay, great. I'd love to meet you in person. That'd be amazing. By any chance, are you an equestrian? I love to ride horses. I don't, I mean, whenever I ride, I'm like, it's one of my happiest states, riding a horse. <laughs> I've been well, doing it a lot more lately. That's so, Do you have horses? Oh, really? Well, we, I've got a lot of horse star- stories. I, I own and I breed Arabian, half Arabian uh, show horses. So there's always a connection. I always know there's another story to it. Uh, horses uh, <laughs> have saved my life in more ways than I can even begin to tell you, but I know, wow. just, I know this is just the beginning of you and I getting to know each other, and I can't wait to read your book, promote what you're doing, and I'm going to sign up for breakfast at Tiffany's because I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> but I, I really think you're taking time out of your busy schedule. And you know what? I'm going to unhook this weekend. I'm going to unhook. Oh, I love that. And, um, <laughs> yeah, well, the book has walked you through some things to do and all of that, but I, I'm glad you're going to try it. It's really, it's something about the whole dayness of it. The yeah. whole 24 hours is very powerful. It just, it just refreshes you in a way you can't even imagine. Um, I, I love the idea. I love it. I, I don't want to be anybody's back pocket or their front pocket either. So, 
<laughs> Tiffany. That's a great way to put it. Oh my god, I love that. Nancy. <laughs> Tiffany, thank you so much. Back pocket or so great. Okay, you have a great day. Future times together. <laughs>